The IZ Robot Stuck at Home Show. If you're looking for me, you better check under the sea. Wait, that's... That's not it either. This is me, Icy Robots, and we're back again for another super exciting episode of the uh, Stuck at Home show. The show where, like, we're going to take those sad moves, we're going to turn them into glad moods, we're going to talk about stuff, going to have a good time, going to gonna just be together, spend a nice half hour of just, you know, nice, nice time with a friend. It's going to be, it's going to be great. Let's, uh, let's get the jump off jumping, though. Oh, excuse me. I have, I was sucking on a dum-dum earlier, and, uh, the stick was just stuck on my shorts. And I didn't even know, I, uh, I sat it on my desk when I was doing something and I must have, um, I must have bumped into it. I'm so gross. Do you guys find yourself being, like, much grosser now that you're stuck in the house a lot of the times? I, myself, I definitely am. I've gotten to the point where, like, if I know that it's, like, a workout day, like, I I have, like, these three a week, so I'll do, if I know it's, like, a workout day, I'll often just stay in the shirt I slept in. Because I know I'm gonna, like, sweat it up and I'm gonna scum it up, so, like, why... Why bother putting on a new shirt? I don't know. But uh, that's that's gross, and it's something I wouldn't have done before, but I, I definitely do now. At, at, at any rate, uh, let's hope your hygiene's not slipping like your dude here, because I'm, I'm, I'm starting to slip. I need a, I need a haircut. I'm going to have to get the wife to give me a haircut. I need to shave the beard. I probably need some deodorant. It's early in the morning, though. I'm doing this, like, I'm doing this right now, like, right from the jump. You got to take the time when the time um, is available. If if you recall, uh, on on last week's episode, I was talking about how I lost or dropped. I will find it. I dropped the gun that uh that I ordered special for my my shipwreck, my GI Joe shipwreck. Well, I, I've been tearing that uh that corner of the office up. There's like a few different toy shelves, and there's like various shelves with different things on them. And I've been like, I've been tearing that area up. Because I'm, I'm like super determined at this point to find, to find this weapon. But I, I have yet to do so. But I did find something that has been missing for a long time. And it's something that I, I would have said I never would have lost. I never would have had gone for my sight. But for a long time it was. And I am speaking of an action figure of the Wrangler. This might be, it's possible that this is my favorite action figure of like all my entire collection. It's... It's put out by the company, Wrangler Jeans, and at one point they jumped into the uh, into the toy game with a set of, I think it was four different figures, but this one here is the one that I like the most. He is, uh, he's supposed to be like a cowpoke. He has a little cowboy hat, little mustache, denim, denim jacket, denim pants, he's going full Canadian tuxedo, but uh, what makes him so dope is that he looks a lot like Burt Reynolds, like for real. This could be like... A Smokey and the Bandit action figure. And I, I have over the years like pretended that that's what it was. But it is in fact, it is in fact a toy put out by the, the company Wrangler Jeans. Remember, remember when like they had that slogan, uh, Wrangler butts drive me nuts. Now I've always, I've always wondered, do you think that that was something promoted by the company like in a, like a gorilla fashion? Like they came out with it, but they didn't like officially endorse it. They just like set it out there into the world. Or do you think that like, this was some clever piece of marketing made up by by some random bootleg like bumper sticker seller and it turned out can you uh, can you hear that that's um that's Dr. Jones I think the mailman is here I apologize for that I'm just going to I'm just going to leave that in but uh Wrangler butts drive me nuts even to this day the figure the figure's pretty dope he has a uh, 1 2 3 4 5 6 Seven, eight. He's like he's like a GI Joe as far as articulation. Like he doesn't have 
he doesn't have a rotating wrist, but he has like knees, elbows, shoulders, head and stuff. And he's he's on the same scale as a Joe. This dude could very easily jump into the uh, G.I. Joe universe. And I know if I had this guy back in the day, you were going to see uh, the bandit like driving the awe striker or something and, and, and assisting and assisting G.I. Joe fight uh, fight Cobra. This guy, this guy's so great. I, I've used a picture of his face as my icon on my Google account for, like, for years. I also think it's the icon for, like, my personal, like, YouTube account where I watch, like, wrestling and stuff. It's, uh, it's a picture of his head. So I, I was really happy to find him. I found him, like, I have a shelf on the bottom and it has, like, three things, like, three boxed things. There's, like, there's, like, one of those G.I. Joe Creos that I've never put together and then, like, a crossbow and catapult game. And then there's, like... There's like a boxed Bucky O'Hare uh, toy kit. Let me, hold on. I'm going to roll over there and I'm going to get this Bucky O'Hare. Hold on one sec. Um, I am back. It is the Bucky O'Hare toad croaker featuring a toad croaking sound. I got this, I got this at the dig. It was just like in the piles of stuff. It's sealed. I've never... I've never opened it up. I've never really looked at it that closely. I don't really have, like, that strong of an attachment to it. I'm not, like, I'm not Mr. Bucky O'Hare, but it's cool, and I'm glad I was uh, able to save it. I do, I do have, like, a small bit of a connection to these Wrangler figures, though. When I, when I was younger, my grandmother lived in uh, Tennessee, and we would go visit her over the summer and, and during other vacations. And there was, like, there was this store right over the Kentucky border called Crows. I think it was called Crows. And my mom, for whatever reason, like, really liked the store. So every time we would we would go to a Red Boiling Springs, Tennessee, we'd hop over the Kentucky border and visit Crows. If I remember right, it was like, it looked like a barn, right? It had, like, this whole, like, Western motif, like it, like it was a barn. And they they sold Wranglers and clothes and, and things like that. I... I don't know if it was, like, the prices were really good or whatever, but a lot of times we would pick up, like, my school stuff there while we were in in Kentucky. Like, we'd go visit, hit up the Crows, buy all my jeans and everything. It was, it was fine. I would mostly, like, just, like, sit, sit and wait while my mom and my aunt shopped around Crows. But at one time, I remember there were definitely action figures in the Wrangler uh, jeans section that I, that I spent time looking at. I don't... I don't remember, like, a lot of the details, but I do definitely remember, like, seeing that and thinking that it was weird that a jean company launched a line of action figures. They came out, they came out in 1983. They were officially put out by Ertl, and there were four figures in this set. There's the Wrangler that I have right here, and he came with a dog. And then there was Luke, and Luke's gimmick was that he's, like, a rodeo, like, a bull riding kind of dude, and he has, like, a, uh, like a vest and also like a safety vest. You know, they were like those, those safety vests. And then he has like one with like his number on it. Then there's another one called Cattleman Cody. And he has uh, his accessories for like a camping kit. It looks like because he's like he's out there on the range doing whatever. And then then they made a gal. Her name was Missy and she wears a pink shirt and has a guitar. I looked these up on uh, eBay. You can you can pick up like carded versions of these figures for like 30 or 40 dollars, which is which is nice. You can't beat that. That's pretty good. I, w- I would consider going into it. But the thing is, if I got them, I'd want to open them because I think that the figures are actually kind of neat. This one here is 
really dope. The uh, He has nice details in the face. He has a cool mustache. This guy, this guy is 100% Reynolds from the movie. He has to be. There's no, there's no if, ands about it. Let's, uh, let's just go on the Googs really quick. I want to see a picture of the bandit from the movie. Let's see. Bandit Bert. Let's see if that, uh, that gives us what we want. We'll see what the first image is. There is Bandit Bert. And Bandit Bert in this picture is wearing a red shirt like the Wrangler is wearing now. I don't think any time in the movie he wears a denim jacket like the, uh, like the Wrangler. I think he has like, he has a red jacket as well. And the Wrangler is wearing a blue jacket. But dude, come on. This is Bert. This is Bert. Take a look at the icon for this episode and tell me that it's not Bert Reynolds. I... I have such memories of this store, Crows, like, being in there. It was fully, like, barn-style with, like, a vaulted ceiling, and they had, like, all kinds of, like, country and western kind of stuff, like, up in the rafters as decorations. We would go there, like, all the time. I I would get these, uh, they would sell, like, these small, like, plastic bags full of yellow gum that they said were, like, bags of gold, and if I was good, I could get a bag of gold from Crows. One time at Crows, they actually had a video game. It was, uh, was it Crazy Climber? Which is, uh, I think that my guy Vic Sage has done an episode of the, uh, Diary of an Arcade employee podcast about Crazy Climber. So go, go look that up. But I, I spent like an afternoon there playing, uh, the game while my, while my mom looked for, uh, jeans for me. Probably jeans for my little bro. Probably cowboy boots. I, I wore cowboy boots for, like, numerous years as a kid. I had this one pair of, like, brown cowboy boots that I would, like, I would totally rock. I wonder wonder what was up with that. I wonder if they came from crows. I, I had these brown boots that I would wear for, like, ever and a day. I wore them, like, all through early elementary school, Illinois, and then, like, a few years in California. But, like, the dudes in California quickly let me know. The cowboy boots were not dope. Back in Illinois, guys thought these were cool because it was like we were more like childlike back in Illinois. Definitely like had a, a younger mindset and like the idea of looking like a cowboy was like really, really cool. But when I when I moved here to uh, Santa Rosa, the, the kids were more like, they were more like upper crust. You know, they were wearing like IZOD shirts with like sweaters tied around their shoulders and stuff like that. And like I'm wearing like Wrangler boot cut jeans and like cowboy boots and like a t-shirt that says elect mayor jane burn which was which was like this hot political race in chicago break down fact the city has gone from letting to solid ground fact we're reducing taxes this year fact we're increasing police and improving services fact we're reducing taxes this year fact the city has gone from letting to solid ground fact i guess it's just easier for my opponents to attack jane burn than to attack the facts fact my uncle worked for the Jane Byrne campaign and he got me like a whole grip Fact. of Mayor Jane Byrne t-shirts. And I like, I rocked those for many years Fact. in Illinois, like in, in California rather, once we hit, oh, I rocked them in Illinois and in California. I have one uh, school picture. I think it's like my fifth grade picture. I'm wearing a hat, a Mayor Jane Byrne hat. Big shout out to Mayor Jane Byrne. Let's, uh, let's take a quick peek at this Wrangler commercial real quick and we'll be right back. Here comes Wrangler, and he's one tough customer. He's hard to beat when he takes his seat, yeah. And when he says jeans, he means Wrangler. Wrangler. Wrangler style shows its stuff. Good looking when the action's tough. Here comes Wrangler, and he's one tough customer, and he knows what he likes when he sees it. 
the Pandemic Pantry with your host, the Sausagitarian. Hello, my friends. It's your girl, Sarah Burr, the Sausagitarian, and it is hot in the Pandemic Pantry today. I like to do things that I don't have to cook that much. And it's summertime, and I want to eat lots of corn on the cob. Sweet corn is a big deal in Ohio where I live. We do our sweet corn right, and it's made me kind of a sweet corn snob. I'm going to share all of my sweet corn insights with you so you can have the best corn on the cob all summer long. You ready? Let's go. The first thing is to get the freshest sweet corn you can because the second it is brought in from the field, it starts converting those sugars that make it nice and sweet and tender to starches, which make it kind of like tough and grainy. And you want sweet, sweet corn, right? So get it from a place with a high turnover. I go to this little rinky-dink farm market stand. I know they pick the corn that morning when I go there to, to buy it. All right, so you got your really fresh sweet corn. Don't take off the husk until right before you're going to cook it. When you take off that husk, once again, the sugars in the corn start converting to starches, okay? So leave that husk on until you're going to eat that corn. I would say eat the corn within a day or two of purchasing it for the optimal corn experience. Here's how I like to cook my corn on the cob. These are fast, fast ways to cook it without having to boil a big pot of water, okay? You can cook it in the microwave. This is great for just doing like one at a time. You know, if you want a little corn snack, four minutes on high with the husk on there. That way it kind of helps steam the corn. When you take off the husk, it is hot, 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 okay? Be careful of all that steam. The way I like to cook multiple ears is to put them in my instant pot. I add about half a cup of water in there. You can use the steamer insert, or you can just put the ears of corn in vertically, right, so they're standing upright. And you're going to cook them on high pressure for four minutes and do the quick steam release. And then you're going to have just, like, beautiful corn ready and waiting for you. I like to do the pressure cooker if I'm grilling, because that way the grill is available for other stuff, like a tri-tip. And your corn is a pressure cooker. It's, like, ready for you. I just put maybe a little butter on there, but... Sometimes nothing. Our sweet corn is so good, it doesn't need anything. Um, what do you like to do on your sweet corn? I'd love to hear. I hope you're doing well. I really enjoy these times together with my little uh, Icy Robots radio friends. So big thanks to your dude. Stay cool, and talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Our style is immensely strong and immune to nearly any weapon when it's properly used. It's almost invincible. Almost. I mean, okay, almost. Nothing is is, is like 100%, but pretty much 100% as far as that goes. But uh, big shout out to Sarah Burr, man. Big shout out to her for... uh, for shooting that one over to us right now. You can find her on uh, Instagram at Sausagitarian at uh, Sausagitarian.com. There's all kinds of all kinds of fun stuff out there in relations to that. What I what I liked about that segment was I, I, I dig learning the proper way to do something that I already do. We all make like corn. We all do. We all make corn on the cob, and it was nice to like it was nice to learn the official, actual, factual way that you're supposed to handle corn. I feel so much wiser than when I first uh when I first went in, man. That's that's great. It's already it's just great to learn something that you will actually use. You know, some like real life interesting, useful info. And I'm going to I'm going to take all that to heart. I'm going to take it all, going to internalize it, going to make 
better corn than I have ever made before. We have such bad luck with the corn in the backyard. We've never even like successfully grown like one like decent head of corn. We had to just like give it up like on the real. We have we have a lot of success in the yard with like zucchinis, like tomatoes. We got a lot of success with the artichokes. We got like we got some great berry bushes. We've had like a ton of success with that. We grow great apples. We grow peaches really well, but like we don't do good with corn at all. We do not do good with like any sort of like beans or whatever. I see some places do. They have like beans galore. I think you need, I think you need more moisture in the air than we have here. It's like a pretty dry climate and some things seem like they do really well. Others not so much because let's, let's be honest. When you're like, when you're watering your garden or whatever, you could really only invest so much water into like growing a bean. You know, I can't, I can't just put like gallons and gallons and gallons of water on something and get like five beans. When I could walk down to the Safeway and get like five beans for like eight cents. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? Not that there's not a lot to be said for like homegrown beans. But what I'm saying is you gotta, you gotta go with the things that your climate supports. You know, you gotta go with the flow. You don't want to fight nature. It's silly. Silly to fight nature. Just go with the flow of the wind. We do. We do all right, man. We're pulling some bounty out of there. It would be nice to have some corn though. I'm really, uh, I'm really jealous of that because now that I know the way... It would be cool to, like, pop in some homegrown uh, ears into a pot. But nevertheless, it's nice, man. We'll get some, we'll get some down to Safeway. It's all going to be good in the hood. Let's, uh, let's move forward onto this. We got, we got some stuff in relation to, like, taking a bath. I took a uh, soak the other day and I had some thoughts about something that, uh, popped up on my driveway. Let's, uh, let's jump into that. Calgon, take me away. took a bath. It's disgusting. A bath? I'm sitting there in a tepid pool of my own filth. A bath? I like to soak. I like to go in the tub. I like to do physical things. And from time to time, my body starts to give out on me. And one of the things that brings that body back is soaking in a tepid pool of my own filth. I like a bath. I like the bubbles. I like the Calgon. I like... I like all that, man. And one of the things I I especially like is the the opportunity to like just sit there and uh, have some time to think, some time to think about things that are going on in the world, things that are going on in my life. It's very, very special time to me. It's alone time. It's nice. It's great. It's awesome. And as as I was getting ready to go into the soak today, I heard a uh, like a thump out on the driveway, like somebody tossed something out there. So while while the tub was still running, I ran out the front door just to kind of, just to kind of see what it was. Because we get things delivered from time to time and I didn't, I didn't want to like leave it out there until I got out. So I went to, I went to take a check and there was like, um, there was a plastic bag out in, in, in the middle of the driveway. So I, I went over there and I'm like, what is this? And it turns out it was the, uh, it was the phone book. I cannot remember the last time that the phone book showed up at my house. It's been like, it's been ages. I gotta be honest with you. I didn't even realize there still was a phone book. But, um, do you, uh, do you remember when the phone book used to be like a big, big, big part of your life? Like, you, you use this thing for just like so many different things. You would run your fingers through those yellow pages. Like, seemingly every day it was so big. I was always excited when we would get a new phone book because my, my parents weren't really like the type to go like zip around town 
and see what was out there. So, like, the phone book was, like, one way that I would find out what was going on. For example, I would always, I would always quickly head and look into the, uh, the toy section. Like, the toy store section of the phone book and see if there were, there were any new toy shops. And I would go and see if there were, uh, there were any new comic shops or things like that. So, I took it and I, you know, I just sat it on the, the table and, and headed into the, um, into the, into the briny depths of, uh, of the Calgon. And while I was in there, I started thinking about this one, this one year in particular, the phone book was like super exciting in comparison to other years. That's, that's a pretty relative term because I, 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 for the most part have and had a very boring life, a life where getting the phone book was something worth noting. But I remember one summer I was home, me and my bro were home and we were doing whatever and the phone book came and we're like, we're flipping through it again. There was so little to do back in the day sometimes that you would, you would look through the phone book. But at the, at the very beginning of the phone book, there were all these like, there were all these hotlines that you could call. And they were all free. This was during the era of 900 numbers. And I'm sure that happened to each and every one of us who start calling these numbers when you're a kid. Next thing you know, you got a giant phone bill. And your parents are chasing you around the house with an oversized mallet. Because you spent like $800,000 calling the uh, Dave Meltzer wrestling hotline. Or calling to talk to Freddy Krueger on the phone. Or whatever. But I, I saw all these ones at the beginning of the phone book. And there was like a wrestling one. There was like a science fiction news one. And they were all like... They were all local numbers. The uh, prefix around me is 538 or 539, and all these numbers are like 538 or 539 numbers. I don't know how, I don't know how this came to be. I don't know anything about it, but I remember that like me and my bro were so excited, and we would call like, we would call this one wrestling hotline that was in there. It was hosted by this guy whose name, as I recall, was Cody Boyd. Cody Boyd or Cody Boyne, and we would call and listen to, like, listen to Cody Boyd give the, uh, wrestling news to us, like, a couple times a week, but there were other ones that were in there that were kind of, like, choose-your-own-adventure kind of things, where you would use the, uh, you would use the dial pad to choose which direction your character would go. I recall one was, like, a Dungeons & Dragons kind of, like, themed thing, and you would, you would, like, you would get the instructions from the dude, and he would tell you, like, Press 1 to go into the room. Press 2 to knock on the door first before going in. Press 3 to karate kick the door open and burst right in. I I would do this all the time. And at first, I remember they would update, like, pretty regularly, like, every week or sometimes even, like, a couple times a week. But then, like, like over time, they stopped updating altogether. And that was, that was a bummer. Do you, do, does anybody else... Recall this happening. This was like a one year, one summer thing. I don't remember like the next year that these were in the phone book at all. But this one year I remember calling the wrestling hotline, playing all these various like play by phone games. And then I don't even remember that like you had to like listen to ads or anything. That would be kind of the hook I would suspect. Like you'd call the uh, Dungeons and Dragons hotline and play the play by phone game. But then at the end... There would be, like, an ad for, like, a comic shop or for, like, TSR or something. But there was nothing like that. It was just, it was very, very interesting to me. Does anybody else recall doing this, like, ever? It was pretty fun, though. Summer was so boring for me at some points that I would, like, call and play, like, the games, the different games. There was also, like, a space game. But I would, I would play, like, every available option. Like, I would, I would hit one, two, and three. Options one, two, and three. I, I don't know, man. I... I had a boring life at points. I also used the phone book, like, years later for when the wife and I would, like, travel out of town. We'd go, and then, like, 
hit up a phone book at a, like a, what are they called? Like a phone booth or whatever, and, and look and see what kind of comic shops were in the area. And then we'd go in and hit up all the uh, comic shops that we found. That was that was always cool. I, I would look at the comic book shop entries here in the in the Santa Rosa phone book too, and that was that was always fun for me to see if there were going to be like any new stores opening up. Sometimes that was the way that I would discover a new store was in the phone book. I remember there was one. There was one comic book shop in this town called Eureka, and Eureka is like mad far from where we are, and I don't really know why it was listed in our phone book, but it was probably because we're like the the, the big metropolis around here compared to like Eureka, but they would list their uh, comic book store, and I always, 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 always wanted to like drive all the way there just to visit this one store, but I was never, not never, never given the chance. I dig it though. Why would... Why would my folks hop in the car, drive like 12 hours to Eureka? It's not really that far, but why would they drive 850,000 miles to Eureka just so that I could look at what was probably like a super dinky comic shop? You know, I I don't know. Comic shops used to be such a big deal in my life. I was always hanging and clanging around the comic shop. Always, always, always. But like now, I mean, obviously now I don't go at all. But even under like the best circumstances, I hardly ever go to the comic style shop. I I don't know, man, how times have changed, how the world changes, how you change as you age, dude. Like, some things you used to like, you don't like anymore. Other things that uh, you could never imagine liking, you like a lot. I don't know, man. Life is weird. Times keep on moving. Hello. We have been trying to reach you in person for a week now. So you can take the lifestyle survey. We spoke to your neighbors across the street. Lovely people, despite all you say about them, they told us that you never leave the house and that you are just not entering the door. Is that true? Please take the survey. We will wait for you in your bedroom closet. See you tonight. Or not. You are listening to the Stuck at Home Show. I'm not sure if it's Tuesday or Thursday, May or June. Time is a construct. That is for sure definitely true. I mean, like for the most part, I'm, I'm, I'm staying in the house. You know, I go for walks and I ride my bike around the neighborhood and I do, I do stuff like that. Like I get out of like the physical actual house. But like as far as like going off into civilization... Or society, I'm not a, I'm not a part of it right now. So the days do kind of like they do kind of just blend together. I, I have been like off on what day it is, like like a few times. I don't know what it's like for you guys. I know some of you guys are back at work. I know some of you guys are working like strictly from home. I know some people. It's like it's like nothing, nothing ever changed. I. I had to go to the Safeway with the wife. We needed to uh, pick up some some stuff, some urgent supplies that were for real, like things that we needed. We had to go, we had to go over there, and I I went in the store with her. Now she's back to work for the most part, so for her, like she's out there all the time, and she sees like society's changes and stuff, right? She's she's a trooper right now. She's like the warrior, like out there. I'm still I'm still at home, so I'm out with her, and like. It's just so weird to me still. It's just so weird to me to be out there wearing a mask. I always wear a mask. I don't want to do anything like that. It might might hurt somebody else. I'm always doing that. But it's like, it's just like so weird looking around. And it's, it's super weird to see people who are like wearing masks around like their chin. Like like it's a football chin strap or with like their nose dangling out. Just please don't do that. Don't half step. Just don't play yourself. Just do it. Do it the right way. Go all the way and just like, and just like do it correctly. We... 
We went to Safeway, and then we also um, we went to Big Lots. That's that's one of like the few spots that I've okayed myself. Right? I, I, I there's like a few spots that are like near the house for me that have like necessary supplies. And I will go to these places if I have to go out to places, right? I still haven't been like a Walmart or like a Target or anything like that. I haven't toy hunted like actual factual like hit the road toy hunting. And I don't even know how long. These G.I. Joes are out. The G.I. Joe Confidentials are out. This new six inch line of G.I. Joes. I still, I still want to see those in person. I got to give it up to my dude Engineer Nerd though. He was out there facing the risks and he got himself a set of, uh, he got, I think it was Scarlet and Duke is what he got. And he took some, some really good pictures of them. I know I talked about this last week, but he took like, he took some really good pictures. So it was like, I got to see him like up close in like, like nice details. Now, I don't, I don't know if I'm in on this line. I said that uh, last episode too, but I, I still haven't decided whether, whether I'm in or not, but it's so, it's just so odd to be in here all the time. I'm not saying it's bad because there's, there's been like a lot of, a lot of good that has come from being in here all the time. Like the, like the 33 episodes of this. This has been great. I like doing this. This has been awesome. I found like a lot of cool stuff in the garage. I didn't know I had. I've, I've gotten like my, uh, my power lifting is up. I feel like right now, I feel like I may be as strong as I've ever been in like the entirety of my life. I am like throwing that heavy bag around. Like it's like, like, it's nothing. I need to move on to a heavier bag. I'm flipping that tire. I'm doing all these things at, like, levels I could not have done when I started. So I've, I've made, like, some some good strides in that regard. It's just uh, just all a very weird, very strange time. But we got to do what we can do to uh, help end this as quickly as possible. I think that's the... I think that's the goal. Sacrifice the now to get back to the normal as quick as we can. So please do just hang around your house. Just hang around your house, do some puzzles. I know we've been doing puzzles for months. Do some puzzles, watch some TV, do some planks, do some sit-ups, do whatever, dude. It's fine. Read some comics, man. I've been reading, like, I've been reading comics, like, more so than ever lately, to be honest, man. I've been paying a visit over to the uh, garage comic shop on the reg. I don't, like, record every single time I go over there. There are times I gotta, like, dip in there and grab something or put something back, so I... I've been doing that, like, a lot. been pulling a lot of fun stuff out of there, looking at that. You can tell right now that, like, I'm really digging for stuff to say. There's just, like, some weeks there's, like, a ton of fun stuff going on. Some weeks, like, not so much. And when I say, like, fun stuff, I mean, like, this is how we kind of look at it. Like, some weeks, your spirits are higher, right? Like, your spirits are higher, and you're doing the same things you've been doing the whole time, but they seem a lot more fun because you're in a better mood. But then some weeks, like, your spirits kind of sink. They go low, and you're just... It's like you're going through the motions. It's like you're still doing it. You're still keeping keeping on course with everything, but it's not it's not as enjoyable as it is some other times. That's where I'm at like right now. I'm in a less enjoyable phase, but that's fine, man, cuz these things are like they're like ebb and flow, you know? It's like also you got to consider things are weird right now. If you're not at least like a small smudge of a bit down, you you may be heartless. To a degree. I'm not saying you have no heart, but you may uh, you may need to learn to empathize with your brothers and sisters a bit more. Because things are weird out there. It's scary right now. It's completely normal to be to be off your game. But you gotta you gotta do what you can do to try to stay on it. What I do is like I feel I feel like the only time where I'm like super duper duper up, like super jacked, super happy, is when I'm exercising. So I'm exercising like crazy, even if it's just like just like a walk over to the uh, polka gym. The polka stop is now a polka gym. I do that like all the time. I ride my bike. I'll just like, I'll just be bored 
and I'll hop on my bike and just ride for like 10 minutes. I'll sometimes do that like a couple times a day because I'm just like, eh, what do I got to do? Got to think of something to do for like the next half hour and I'll just like go get the bike, check it out and then just like zip around the neighborhood for like 10 or 15 minutes. Just like, just like anything to keep myself moving. All these things are like, they're, uh, they're super, um, helpful. At, at any rate, let's see, what was I, what was I talking about earlier? Oh yeah, the, uh, the polka stop is now a polka gym, and I have been over at this thing, like, all the time. Like, I'm not even kidding, like, all the time lately. Let's, uh, let's talk about that for a second. A new segment! The Izzy Robots Stuck at Home Show presents The Battle for Oak Park. The Battle for Oak Park. This is some Pokemon Go stuff. I unbeknownst to you, have recorded this intro like five different times because I keep getting bogged down in the, uh, the minutia of Pokemon Go. And I, I don't want it to be about that. I want this to be like, I want it to be a story of people and of places and of things. I don't want it to be about like which Pokemon beats what other Pokemon or what even is like a Pokemon or what's a Poke Gym or any of that stuff. But I think that it's it's going to be impossible to to talk about that without getting into like some minutia to some degree, and I want this to uh, I want this to also appeal to people who like Pokemon Go because there are there are some of you guys out there, and that's always fun, and I want it to be fun for you guys. But uh, as you know, I've talked about this a couple times. The Pokestop that I walk to all the time when I'm playing Pokemon Go is over at Oak Park. You cut through the middle school, you go over there. But recently, the Pokestop has become a Poke Gym. A Poke Gym is a spot in the game where you can go ahead and fight other players. Like, people leave Pokemon behind. You can fight them. If you win, you can take control of the gym for your team. Every player is part of a team. There's a yellow team, a blue team, and a red team. I'm part of the yellow team. The wife is on the yellow team. What you want to do is you want to knock these guys out. You want to fly the yellow flag high, right? You want to go and be the champion of the gym. And this, uh... This gym over there is honestly become, like, super duper contested. Like, the day that I saw it, the day that I saw its first existence, I jammed over there and I knocked it out for Team Yellow. By the time I got home, it was already taken back over by Team Red. And I'm just like, what the heck, right? So I got on my bike, I went back over a couple hours later and I took it back for Team Yellow. Knocked out of the box really soon thereafter by Team Red. Right now, the gym is under the control of Team Red. The wife and I went over there last night around, like, I don't know. We were over there, I'm thinking maybe like 7 o'clock. We went on our bikes. We knocked it out, took it over for Team Yellow. Within a couple hours, it was back again, Team Red. And there are always these two particular Pokemon. There are two people who seem to be, like, in charge of this whole Team Red occupation. One of them is named, this is the player's name. It is Shaze. She's a 40 level player, which is the maximum you can get. And she leaves a, uh, she leaves a Blissey behind every time, which is, which is a very good defensive Pokemon. And then there's also, and I think that this is actually the same person with two accounts. There's somebody named Umbra and her icon is exactly that of Shay's. They're like identical. Either they're twins, maybe they're sisters. I don't know. I kind of think they're the, they're the same person, but she leaves a Gardevoir over there every time. And then there's like other randos that go in and out. Right now there are one, two, three, four, five, six different Pokemon in the gym. That's the maximum allowable. There's some, uh, 
there's some good ones. I'm, I'm learning to like actually recognize these people's names. This guy's name is Bob Newhart. I know him. Don't know this one. Who put this one in here? Don't know this one either. I wonder, I wonder if they recognize the name Icy Robots. That's the name I use in the, uh, in the game Pokemon Go. But this is, this has become like a big part of our lives, right? Like the wife had the, the day off and we got up in the morning, went for our morning walk and we stopped over there. Knocked it out, went back home, did some more stuff. They knocked it back out. So we walked over again, won it back, went home. And then a few hours later, they knocked it back out, right? And then we decided, well, let's just like take the car, zip over there in one second, knock it back right out before we go to bed. And then that's in fact what we did. We killed him. We beat him. I got I got some good uh, counter Pokemon for this Blissey. You want to use like a fighting type. And I got him a champ. That I that I have just been killing it with, and then for this Gardevoir, I think you want to use like what did you want to use? Uh, a metal type, I think it was. I think what it was was I was uh, recommended to use my Metagross against this one, so I've been doing that, and I've been I've been beating up on that one a lot. And then overall, it's pretty easy to take the gym back, but there's only it seems as far as like this Rincon Valley area, there's only like me and the wife on Team Yellow, so we're just. We're getting uh, handled quickly after we uh, after we get it back. But I I used to be a member at Oak Park. I love Oak Park. I'm not saying this other person doesn't. I have no idea. But I want to be the king of this gym over there. So if you're listening right now and you're in the, in the Santa Rosa area and you're Team Yellow in Pokemon, go over there and drop one off. If you see uh, if you see that uh, is in effect, but um, don't do that. This has really given me something to do lately. This has been like a nice little bonus to my life. I'm tempted to walk over there right now and chip away at some of these Pokemon. It's like a five minute walk. It's like not even, not even like a big deal in any way. If I could get over the fence, I could be there in seconds, but, uh, it's dope, dude. I am happy that this has happened. I hope that you, uh, find something in your life to kind of occupy your time in that way. It really, uh, really improves your overall whatever. Join Pokemon Go. Join Team Yellow. Team Yellow for life. So, until we meet again, I'm gonna sign off. This is me, your dude, Icy Robots. Do the time. Don't let the time do you. Times seem hard right now. But you gotta believe things are getting better. Birds are migrating again. Rains are back. Stuff's, stuff's getting better. Things are getting better. This has been an IC Robots Radio production. I guess it's just easier for my opponents to attack Jane Burns. That's what's happening.